Hello, you're listening to Gaze Gaze, in which we're gay and we gaze into media that's by, for, or about ladies who love ladies. And sometimes we talk about other stuff. I'm Erin, and pink sugar heart attack. And I'm Erin, and moon spiral heart attack. And I am Ellie, and dead scream. (laughs) (gasps) Oh, yeah. I love how flatly she says that. Hello, I'm the guest for this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Ellie, we're so glad that you joined us and suggested Sailor Moon for us to do this week. Yeah. Ellie and I are friends from college, and I we also are both podcast hosts, so I've guested a couple times on your podcast. Yeah, uh-huh. I have a podcast called Battle City Broads, where uh, me and my friend Jenny are watching every episode of Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, because we love Yu-Gi-Oh! very much, and it's, it's a lot of fun. It's very ridiculous. We get really into a lot of the... Uh, lore and just weirdness and Erin has guested on it uh twice so if you want to listen to more of her you can listen to our our podcast there's no lesbians in Yu-Gi-Oh but both of us who host it are gay so that kind of counts <laughs> I think it definitely counts I wish that there were lesbians in Yu-Gi-Oh I think that there should I know. be there's a couple of characters I would argue are gay men, but there's just not enough women for there to be lesbian subtext, sadly. It's that kind of shonen. Yu-Gi-Oh! and Sailor Moon occupy kind of the same space in my brain, honestly, because I feel like at the time that I was watching Sailor Moon as a kid, my best friends, who were all boys, were very into Yu-Gi-Oh! So it was like definitely mm. popular of the same era, too. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think Sailor Moon was, like, slightly before Yu-Gi-Oh! That's kind of why I, I didn't get into Sailor Moon as a kid, because it, it wasn't on TV, and I was, like, slightly too young for the manga to be in print. Like, when I was reading manga, it was just kind of a little older than that. So I, I became a Sailor Moon fan in, I want to say it was, like, 2014 or 2015, when I just decided I'm gonna get, like, get into the series. So mm-hmm. I read the whole manga and I, I've seen only like bits and pieces of the anime before now because I don't watch TV generally. Erin, what was your exposure? I had heard about it from like kids at school in middle school and maybe elementary school of like people watching it on TV, but I could never figure out what channel they were watching it on. So I don't even know if that's right. But yeah, I hadn't watched any of this. Basically, I'd watched like a little bit of the first season in high school and thought like this is too formulaic and I don't I don't like it. But watching it now, I I really enjoyed this. I thought it was great. Yeah, you you were a big like shoujo anime fan, but just not Sailor Moon though, right? Cuz you're you've always been really into Clamp. I think I was more of a Clamp fan than a shoujo fan. Ah, okay. Well, that makes sense. You were watching yeah. Cardcaptor in like middle school though too, right? Oh yeah, I was watching that in elementary school because I watched the the like oh horrible English butchering that they had on TV, where it was called Cardcaptors, and they decided Secrets to just cut it up and, and make it completely. Yeah. Oh fuck! The intro was so good. The intro song for that slaps. I've never actually watched any of the bad dub, but the intro slaps. Man, what a show to try to like americanize because <laughs> yeah yeah I, it did not that doesn't work <laughs> i've been watching it for the first time 
this year. I'm like halfway done with Cardcaptor. There's so much that is just very uniquely and distinctly Japanese that I'm like, this would never translate or localize well. Like, I've been watching it subbed and I'm like, I don't see how you could even try to localize this for children. I'm impressed that they yeah. made an attempt, I guess. <laughs> even if I mean, they localized Sailor Moon, even That's though true. like one of the one of the main characters is a Miko or Shrine Maiden. So That's true. <laughs> For Tokyo Mew Mew, they Americanized it and then there's like this one episode where they're like very obviously in Tokyo and they're like, Look at this place. There's the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> <laughs> Really? Wow. I never watched um I never watched Mew Mew Power. I am a huge Tokyo Mew Mew fan though. That was my magical girl introduction. Aww. Ooh, nice. As a kid, the Tokyo Mew Mew manga and uh, yeah, I'm so excited for the new Tokyo Mew Mew anime. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I really want to read it. gotten kind of off it. topic though. <laughs> My exposure to Sailor Moon as a kid was actually from Blockbuster Video. <laughs> Rest in oh, yeah. pieces. Um, when Classic. I was a kid, I found the Sailor Moon VHS tapes at Blockbuster Video in the kids section. And so I would check them out because I was looking for more, you know, like girly cartoons, I guess. And uh, I would watch them. But I never watched the series in full ever And when I was in high school, I tried to watch uh, season one of Sailor Moon. I made it like 20 episodes in and then I lost steam because I got really into Gem and the Holograms. Oh my God. Understandable. (laughs) And then I just never came back to it. So I was so glad when you recommended this because I was like, shit, I've been looking for an opportunity to like start a a Sailor Moon rewatch so that I can really get all of the lore. So even though we started with, we all watched season S which is the third season. Um, I'm excited to go back and watch the first two seasons in the movies that come before us now. Did either of you guys watch um, the, uh, any of the movies or the S movie? No, I did not. The S movie is, I've seen two of the movies, the ones for R and S and um, the movies, even though they're like labeled with the seasons, they are not really related to the seasons. Like you, it's actually not possible to place the R movie in um, anime continuity. Uh, because of certain things that happen in it, like who knows who's who and like what characters are present. But um, I saw the R and S movies as a back-to-back feature in the theaters when the dub came out. Because when the Viz dub of the movies came out, they did like theater events where, you know, one day only theater events where they had dub and sub showings. So I watched it in a theater with like a bunch of other Sailor Moon fans. And it was really fun. Well, the R movie was is like a transcendent theater experience. Like that movie is legitimately um, like excellent. And then the S movie is like, <laughs> it's really weird. It's mostly about like Luna having a romance with like a human man. <laughs> oh wait, I, I've i seen that one. <laughs> yeah, it's I watched really that as strange. A kid. Oh my God. <laughs> I imagine it would have been even weirder in the old dub where Luna has like a fussy, like Mary Poppins British like middle-aged woman kind of Oh my of god, I forgot about that. Instead of like a girl's oh voice. <laughs> Isn't the R movie the one where a guy falls in love with Mamoru? Yeah, Mamoru's alien flower boyfriend. Yes. Yeah, I really want to watch oh that god. one. If you're interested in like gay content in Sailor Moon, the R movie is very interesting for that because like 
I was shocked when I first watched it because I was like, nobody talks about this. But I mean, the Sailor Scouts literally sit around and have a conversation where they're like, Usagi, is your boyfriend bisexual? Like, I'm not exaggerating. They're like, is Mamoru into that kind of thing? And Usagi's like, I mean, I don't know. And then they're like, I mean, not that there's anything like wrong with that. Oh, yeah, it's totally fine. There's two people at my school who are in a relationship like that. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like, all of us are bisexual. Everyone is bi in this series. Yeah, yeah, there is not a straight person in the bunch. Erin, do you want to try to summarize Sailor Moon and say season S? Yeah, I'll try. <laughs> this feels like both too vague and also too much information, but let's go anyway. <laughs> I'm excited. If you don't know about Sailor Moon, Sailor Moon fights evil by moonlight, and she wins love by daylight, and she never runs from a real fight. <laughs> But actually, she's the reincarnation of Neo Queen Serenity, and she rules over Crystal Tokyo in the future on the moon. Her boyfriend is Tuxedo Mask, and her friends are also Sailor Guardians. Sailor Venus, Sailor Mercury, Sailor Mars, and Sailor Jupiter. Her secret powers? They're so new to her. Uh, Also, her daughter, Chibiusa, sometimes comes and visits her from the future. That's a very vague summary in case you really don't know what Sailor Moon is. But well, you also here. made like at least two minor lore mistakes in that, but carry on. <laughs> okay, no, I, I okay, actually, no, let's Allie talk about Kurt. that now. Okay, uh, so she's the reincarnation yeah. of Princess Serenity, who was the moon princess in the past, oh. in the distant past. And okay. in the future, she will become Neo Queen Serenity and rule over Crystal Tokyo, which is Tokyo once Usagi becomes the ruler of the world, basically. It's okay. not on the moon in the future. Okay. It's a little confusing. Right. No, thank you. That makes so much more sense. I was like, how is she the reincarnation of somebody from the future? Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. That, that I wrote... Uh, behind the scenes at like 3 a.m. last night. <laughs> so. No, yeah, it's it's fine. Because we also, we didn't watch the first two seasons for this. So you're not, you haven't been like refreshed on the lore. <laughs> yeah. Also, mm-hmm. I for the longest time thought that Chibi Usa was just Usagi, but like a future reincarnated version of her. I did not realize that she was her daughter until watching this. Yeah, she's her daughter who's oh, also yeah. named Usagi Tsukino. So she's like Usagi Jr. Yeah. So that's why she's Chibi Usa. Mini Moon is my favorite, personally. Well, who is who is she? Is that Chibi Usa's daughter, or is that no? A- that's her. That's the that's, that's the just, dub name. The yeah. o- OG dub name for Sailor Chibi Moon is Mini Moon. Oh, but isn't there like another like? Isn't there a smaller moon? <laughs> that's Chibi Chibi. Wait, <laughs> <Okay>. what? <laughs> uh, the disguise in Stars, who's actually like the disguise for. Sailor Cosmos, who may or may not be like a millennia into the far future version of Usagi, but it's not clear. <laughs> it's complicated. <laughs> don't I'm worry about Chibi Chibi. Chibi Chibi is one of those things where it's like, just don't even try to explain it to people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll when I get to that point, I may be messaging you about it. Oh, yeah, because I think it's also different between the anime and the manga. Sorry to interrupt your summary. Continue. No, no that was please. great. I, I, I needed to get interrupted. I <laughs> I kind of wrote that knowing it was wrong, but I was like, I'm just going to do it anyway. 
This season on Sailor Moon, the Scalar Scouts fight against the Deathbusters, a mysterious group trying to awaken the entity known as the Silence. The fate of the entire world is at stake, as shown in a vision to Sailor Mars, a dark power is approaching. The same day, she is attacked by a creature called a Daimon, who seeks pure heart crystals. The Sailor Guardians aren't powerful enough to take down this foe, but luckily for them, two new mysterious figures appear and save them. But who has time to think about that? What's up with these cool high school students, Michiru and Haruka? They're so beautiful, and they keep showing up nearby diamond attacks, but that's probably just a coincidence. Anyway, Kaola Knight of the Deathbusters is searching for the three talismans sealed within pure heart crystals, as are Sailor Neptune and Sailor Uranus. When the three talismans are found, they can summon the Holy Grail. Newly awakened guardians, uh, Neptune and Uranus are willing to sacrifice whatever it takes to keep the talismans out of the hands of the Deathbusters. Because of this, they're oftentimes at odds with the rest of the Sailor Guardians. After the Guardians defeat Kaolinite, she is then replaced by the first of the Witch's Five, Uriel. Uriel finds the first two talismans sealed inside Sailor Neptune's and Sailor Uranus's pure heart crystals. Sailor Pluto intervenes and works with Sailor Moon in order to save them. With Sailor Pluto wielding the remaining talisman, Sailor Uranus and Sailor Neptune unite as the Outer Guardians and summon the Holy Grail. Sailor Moon is able to use the power of the Holy Grail to transform into Sailor Moon Super, but apparently she is not the true messiah that the Outer Guardians seek. The appearance of the Holy Grail also awakens a mysterious figure known as the Messiah of Silence. Completely unrelated, Chibi-Usa has made friends with some sickly girl named Hotaru. Her dad's assistant looks just like Kaolinite, but that's probably just a coincidence. Kaolinite is dead, right? The Sailor Guardians fight four more of the Witch's Five, Mamet, Velu, Telu, and Cyprene. In one of those fights, the Outer Guardians recognize Hotaru as the unawakened Sailor Saturn, the guardian of silence and destruction. They seek to destroy her before she can harness her powers, but the other scouts protect her, as Hotaru is Chibiusa's friend. Hey, can I ask a question here? Yeah. In the dub, do they say that they're going to destroy her? Uh, I think they say they're going to kill her. Okay, I was yeah, going to so... say, in the sub, they're like, we are going to murder her. Straight yeah. up. <laughs> Which versions of the show did you guys watch? Because there's, there's two dubs. There's like the OG dub um from the late 90s and early 2000s <laughs> that was censored for the u.s and then there's the new dub the viz dub which is faithful to the original japanese and i watched the viz dub yeah i watched, I watched the, the viz dub too so none of us watched the og dub which would have had censorship and stuff which yeah, we're gonna send good. her to the shadow realm <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, they do say kill. I don't know. I, I just wrote destroy. I was just wondering if that was a dub discrepancy, truly. The resurrected Kaolinite steals Chibi Usa's pure heart crystal and uses it to fully awaken the Messiah of Silence, Mistress Nine. The Outer Guardians then seek to kill Mistress Nine, but Sailor Moon and the rest of her friends fight for Hotaru. You see, both Hotaru and her father are possessed by the Silence, and they are still inside of their bodies fighting for control. Mistress Nine wishes to summon her master, Pharaoh 90, to this dimension so that he can take its place as its ruler, but she needs the Holy Grail to do so. So she kidnaps Sailor Moon and seals herself inside the Dustbusters' headquarters, 
with a diamond force field. This force field blows up the helicopter that the Outer Guardians are in, and uh, <laughs> Sailor Pluto sacrifices herself to save Uranus and Neptune. And she does so by using her special time powers, but when she does so, she has to go back to her, to her dimension. <laughs> The rest of the Sailor Guardians work to contain the force field. Uranus and Neptune join up with Sailor Moon to face off against Mistress Nine. Mistress Nine gets the better hand of the Sailor Guardians, but when Hotaru's dad shows up, Hotaru is able to fight for control of her body. Seeing that fight, Sailor Moon decides to give Hotaru the Holy Grail in order to try to save her. But oops, it was a trick. That's what Mistress Nine actually wanted. She then uses the Grail to summon Pharaoh 90, but he attacks her. Sailor Moon protects Hotaru's body and Hotaru's dad, but is gravely injured by doing so. The love Hotaru's father feels for Hotaru helps her fight and brings her back from Mistress Nine's control. She then vanquishes Mistress Nine for good, and Chibi Usa's pure heart crystal is returned to her. Now herself again, Hotaru transforms into Sailor Saturn and uses her forbidden power to fight Pharaoh 90, knowing that she won't survive the battle. Sailor Moon's desire to save Sailor Saturn, along with the power of the other guardians, awakens Sailor Moon as the messiah, and she's able to transform into Sailor Moon's super without the use of the Holy Grail. She then harnesses the power of her own pure heart crystal in an attempt to protect Sailor Saturn. And she succeeds! Kinda. Sailor Saturn doesn't die, but she is reincarnated as a baby. Hotaru's father, who has amnesia now, is able to take her and raise her. As for the Outer Guardians, Pluto returns to her home planet. Of I'm Pluto? <laughs> what? Which is Pluto, right? <laughs> yeah. She's like, does bye. She like, we're or does she go back to the time corridor? She, she, does, she goes back to the time corridor. I'm sorry. This is like, that's like blank returns to their home planet is like a meme. Ah, right, <laughs> like, right. Really? <laughs> Yeah, um, it's from the symptom. The symptoms. The Simpsons. Oh my God. It's from the Simpsons. <laughs> Poochie returned to his home planet, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wait, who did in the Simpsons? <laughs> it's a, a gag from the Simpsons where there's like a little dog, and they're like, "This is the best character," and at the end, they're like, "Poochie returned to his home planet." I've oh, never even seen The Simpsons, and I know this meme. Yeah. <laughs> I have never heard this meme, and I've watched quite a lot of The Simpsons. Neptune and Uranus recognize Sailor Moon as the future Neo-Queen Serenity. They can't hang out, though. They gotta go off and do gay stuff together. In the last episode, they throw a going-away party for Chibi-Usa, uh, who needs to go back to the future. But at the last minute, Chibi-Usa decides to stay in the present. Hooray! I'm glad you watched the last episode. Yeah. That was like a filler one, supposedly, but I thought it was really sweet. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was nice. It's cute, but it is like low down wrap up. Yeah. Yeah. I should say, great. You did a great summary of all of the like lore stuff, but if anybody hasn't seen Sailor Moon, this skips over all of the many uh like episodes of the week, <laughs> and that yeah. that's the kind of the structure <laughs> of the series. So mm -hmm. it's not all. If you listen to that and we're like, that's like an Im impenetrable <laughs> attack of like weird lore terms, 
which kind of is what every like Sailor Moon season plot is just like, here's this person and this person and they're, they want to conquer this and that and the other thing. And But the, the core of the series is like the Sailor Scouts are fighting a monster every week and it's a lot of fun. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it is. The plot is like a little inscrutable, except for like in a few key episodes where they get a lot of the stuff across. Like all of the stuff with Hotaru only happens in over the span of like maybe five episodes. Every yeah. Sailor Moon plot is like this, just yeah. so you know. It's I, I not just this that. season, it's like every season. And there's always the bad guys, but then there's always like a second overlord like super bad guy that's only revealed at the last minute like like this where it's that they're the other ones trying to summon which is such a weird setup but it's like it's like professor tomoe in this season but then it turns out that he's actually working for pharaoh 90 who is like some lights in a jar (laughs) or something there's a court why is there a corporate structure to the enemies because it's like there's the daimons at the at the grunt level right and then there's like mimet and udiel and then there's Mm -hmm. professor tomoe and then there's the pharaoh (laughs) it's like why do we have to keep going higher and higher deeper into this villain hierarchy here in the first season it's like a court structure because mm-hmm. it's the the dark kingdom with queen beryl and then she has her four generals and then it turns out she's actually trying to summon another like thing that i don't even remember i think it was queen metallia <laughs> like it's always like that but in this one it's like a corporate thing where they're like his lab assistants the witches yes. five yeah yeah also i think that the filler episodes are some of the best episodes Looking at this, there's not a whole lot of filler in this season, really, compared to some of the other seasons. Like, season one, it's like, the first episode is considered filler, and it's the first episode of the entire show. (laughs) And then there's, like, over half of the first season is considered to be filler episodes that are not plot relevant. I wouldn't say the first episode of Classic is filler. I don't know, like, who determined that, but... The first episode of the first season is, like, very much objectively not filler. Like, everything in it is based directly on the first manga chapter. I don't know how they determined that, but it was the same guy that you sent. I recently watched Bleach with my partner, and after doing so, I have a completely different opinion of filler. I wouldn't even say that, like, stuff that happens in Sailor Moon is necessarily filler, because filler to me now is something that's so irrelevant that the entire rest of the season is going to just pretend that it didn't even happen. (laughs) Yeah. The sort of traditional definition of like anime filler arcs is not really designed for Sailor Moon because usually when people are talking about filler, what they mean is something like Bleach or Naruto where the anime adapts everything that happens in the manga, but then in between the manga arcs, they add in, like, new arcs with made-up irrelevant stuff that doesn't matter in order to, like, pad for time for the anime Mm -hmm. to adapt. But Sailor Moon isn't like that. Like, the anime is a more loose... is a looser adaptation of the manga. Like, the manga is, is pretty different. So a lot of the same, like, characters and concepts and sort of basic storyline happens, but... The anime is, like, there's a lot of stuff that happens in the manga that's just, like, not in the anime. And so when people are talking about filler for Sailor Moon, what they really mean is, like, an episode that doesn't advance the overall season plot and is therefore skippable, but that doesn't mean it's not worth watching. Yes. I was surprised to learn that the Sailor Moon manga is as short as it is, because the anime is so long. There's, like, 
200 plus episodes in total, I believe, or close to 200. But the yeah. manga is only like, I think it's 13 volumes, right? It's 12 volumes, volumes and then two volumes of like short stories mm-hmm. that are not like part of the main overall plot. And two volumes of Sailor V. Yes, yes, oh. yes, yes. The prequel about Venus when she was like a solo uh, hero. Yeah. Y'all, I would love to talk about lesbianism and gender <laughs> and Sailor yes, Moon. Hell yeah. Yeah. Let's start with Haruka and Michiru. Some of the gayest characters of all time. It's definitely noteworthy that they're like very intentionally gay. They are like in a romantic relationship and this is canon, right? Yeah. And then yeah. it was like, when we localize this and bring it to America, what are we going to do? Because we, we have lesbians on TV that's for children, am I right? And so they just decided to make them into cousins, and it doesn't work at all. <laughs> like, there's so many memes about this. They're girls and cousins, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My first kiss was with Brad, the coolest guy in school. I don't recommend watching the original dub of Sailor Moon, but I do recommend watching the YouTube video of a compilation that's a compilation of every time Uranus and Neptune are called cousins because it's very funny. Just watch that and the clip where Usagi finds out that Mamaru is tuxedo mask. That's like all you need from the OG dub. <laughs> oh my god, he is tuxedo mask. I can't believe it. <laughs> I was really disappointed that like that I remember my first kiss scene. I watched that in this during this rewatch and it wasn't it wasn't so gay. No, yeah. I, they just were like, yeah. we need every opportunity we can to convince the audience that they are cousins and that yeah. she is yeah, straight. In the original, it's like the very first kiss of all time would have been between Adam and Eve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, not not that gay. These two, it's like Haruka or Sailor Uranus has so much gender going on. Um, yeah. In the manga, they're like confirmed to be somewhere between a man and a woman, right? They're they're not necessarily non-binary or genderqueer, but it's very explicit that like they are neither a man nor a woman. In the anime, it's like okay, well, Sailor Uranus is a woman, but with a very androgynous gender presentation. Right? Like, everybody, when they first meet Sailor Uranus, it's like, wow, look at this new hot high school boy that we can have a crush yeah. on. Every single one of the Sailor Scouts has that reaction to meeting. I would say that they're Uranus. a very classic, like, butch femme lesbian couple kind of yes. aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Haruka wears the male uniform. Yes. Um, though, apparently in the manga, there are times where Haruka does wear the female school uniform as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. Haruka dresses a little more femininely in the manga in general, in terms of like her day to day outfits. Like mm-hmm. she's more commonly will wear like dresses and stuff. Oh, interesting. I was reading that like the lore is apparently very strict in that only women can be Sailor Scouts. Men yeah. cannot possibly be Sailor Scouts. That's why Mamoru is Tuxedo, tuxedo Mask. mask. If he was a woman, he would be Sailor Earth because he has the Earth like power crystal. Yes, oh. that's why there's no Sailor Earth because it's Mamoru. Oh, yeah. but you cannot be a Sailor Scout unless you are a woman. So with that knowledge, we can confirm then that Haruka is a woman, right? Um, unless we are supposed to take that to mean like 
to be assigned female at birth, right? Rather than as a gender identity thing, but as a sex assigned at birth thing. So I mean, I'd like to think of it as more more open than mm-hmm. that, especially because of the sailor starlights and stars, which we're not here to talk about stars. And, but No, I really want to talk about stars because I think that stars is unique and it, it got a dub like just in recent years, right? Yeah, it finally mm. got uh, dubbed into English. Um, I have not personally seen it, but I'm very excited to watch it. I, what I know about it is that, um, so it's about a quote unquote boy band that are sailor, they're, are they sailor scouts or they're just, they're the sailor stars, right? Which is something yeah. separate. Um, they're so they're sailors. not assigned to a planet, but they are assigned to stars. Well, so they're called the sailor stars, but I think that they're the sailors of like an alien system if i recall correctly mm-hmm. because oh, wow. every cool. like sailor blah 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 this is part of the lore of stars it's that like every heavenly body so like planets asteroids stars etc in the solar system has a star seed and if you have a star seed like a person can have that star seed and then like be sailor whatever so usagi sailor moon because she has the star seed of the moon like, I, I'm not sure what the sailor starlights, like, I think their star seeds are of asteroids that orbit an alien planet that they're all from, if I recall correctly. Oh, interesting. So that's an overly long way of me saying that, yeah, they're sailor scouts. <laughs> they're sailor scouts, but they're of stars. Okay. In the manga, they are supposed to be cis women who cross-dress to be in a boy band where nobody necessarily knows that they're cis women. And then they turn into the the scouts. In the anime, they made a big change where they're actually supposed to be people who are assigned male at birth, who then when they turn into sailor scouts, their body physically transforms into a quote unquote female body uh, when they become a scout. And there's also an additional layer with this that Starfighter, who I believe is like the lead of the boy band, is confirmed and canonically in love with Usagi. And Usagi is like kind of interested in them, but also is obviously dating Mamoru or Tuxedo Mask. And so Usagi has a whole crisis about it. Because um, Mamoru is Mamoru is not in stars except for like the very first and like last few episodes. He's um well he leaves to go to like a school exchange program in America, um, mm. but he actually gets kidnapped by the bad guys. No, um, yeah, oh <laughs> like God. out of the airplane, which is it's a really funny scene. Oh hell yeah! But so Mamoru is like not present, so that's a big part of the angst because Usagi's getting close to Seiya and. Um, Saya like reminds her so much of Mamoru and they have like chemistry so she kind of has a crisis about it but I mean what I think is the most interesting about the starlights and their whole gender thing is that it's just there and like nobody ever talks about it mm-hmm. like you said that the starlights are cis men who become or, or like like assigned male at birth who like become women for the sake of like being sailor scouts and I would quibble with that and say that that like that's one possible explanation but they could also be women from another like galaxy who are transforming themselves into male bodies while they're on earth like they never it's never defined Mm -hmm. one way or the other yeah definitely this is just like how i've heard it explained in like all of the writing that i've read about it yeah i think you explained it fine there are a lot of interpretations that completely vary just based on how you would take it in because as you said they don't it's not an issue this is a series where like queerness is like 
just inherent to it. And we don't have to extrapolate about it or worry about it or talk about it at any length unless we're wondering about whether or not Mamoru is going to break up with Usagi because he's actually interested in men, right? (laughs) In the context of Sailor (laughs) R movie. Well, I guess it's an interesting thought, too, because if the Sailor stars are from a different planet, like, do they even have gender in the same way that we do? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. In, In this season... There's a little bit of, like, Haruka possibly being a love interest for Usagi or flirting mm-hmm. with her. It is addressed more directly here. Like, there's an episode that's basically, like, Usagi has a crisis over the concept of bisexuality. The episode where she thinks that Jupiter has a crush on Makoto, has a crush on Haruka. Mm-hmm. Which is a really funny episode. Yeah, that episode is good. Sailor Jupiter is very much like, wow, uh, Haruka is so cool. And she drives me around in her sick car because she's like a race car driver. And it's like, wow, isn't she so sexy? And Usagi's like, um, she's a woman? And it's like, yeah, but you were also really interested in her like just a couple of episodes ago. Like, I don't understand what, what is so confusing about this. That was when she thought Haruka was a guy. (laughs) (laughs) But she was into her after she found out, too. It was just like a little... Yeah, she's having her little bisexuality confusion moment, which obviously is pretty well resolved by the time that we get to stars, where she's actually into Starfighter. I definitely think Usagi is bi, but I think she's like into Starfighter as a man. Like, Mm. I, I think that in stars, Seiya is kind of supposed to be like a male character because because you know you see them in their like civilian forms much more so than in their sailor forms but i mean i'm not arguing that like usagi isn't hella bi like that's very much i agree with that i guess what i'm saying is there's no like but say is really a girl like that never is like addressed at all like usagi is always like referring to say as like a guy it's, it's interesting. Mm. It's weird. Stars is weird, but good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm most excited to watch. But obviously, I want to watch everything kind of in chronological order now that I've seen us. So I'm going to go back before I go forward. Mm. Well, yeah, don't give up during supers. <laughs> I, I won't. I promise you. It's a bit of a drag at times. Um, do you guys want to talk about shipping? Yeah, let's go. I know that a couple of very common Sailor Moon ships are Sailor Venus and Sailor Mars. And also Sailor Jupiter and Sailor Mercury. Do you guys have thoughts on either of those ships? I do, but I think they'll be controversial, so I'll let y'all go first. (laughs) Oh. Uh, With Sailor uh, Mercury and Sailor Jupiter, the only thing I really know about their ship is that there's that one episode where they dance together. Mm. And I've seen that scene. That seems cute. Sailor Venus and Sailor Mars. Again, I don't have necessarily the background to talk about these ships because I have not seen the earlier seasons yet. And honestly, like other than Mercury and Uranus in season S, um, and obviously Chibi Usa and Hotaru, none of the other, you know, big four really get a whole lot of screen time either, especially where they're actively interacting. Ellie, do they spend a lot more time having close friendships or interacting in the earlier seasons? I would say yeah, because by the time you get to this season, they're pretty focused. There's more focus on like Chibiusa and on establishing Mm -hmm. the new scouts. But like, for example, in season one, Sailor Moon Classic is usually what people call it. So if I say classic, I'm talking about the first season. In season one, like it's just 
Usagi on her own for a little while, and then we get the scouts introduced, like, one by one. So it's, like, Usagi and Mercury for a little mm-hmm. while, and then you get Jupiter, and then you get Mars. Actually, I think I think Mars is first. I can't remember. But, um, and it's, like, only the five uh, inner senshi for all of S and R. So there's more focus on them. And there's a little bit of focus on the inners, like, they'll have, like, episodes of the week that are dedicated to them. Like, each of them in this season had that, like, pure heart crystal episode. But mm-hmm. I would I would say that, yeah, this season doesn't show off the between the inner scouts character dynamics as well as the previous ones do because it's kind of, you know, taken as word at this point that, like, you, you have their dynamics. So it's more mm-hmm. in, like, little scenes here and there. What are your yeah. controversial thoughts? Oh, just that I don't really care about these parents. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fair. I feel like they're very popular in the fandom and I'm just like, okay. <laughs> I'm curious to see what the rationale between Venus and Mars is because I almost feel like it's more aesthetic just as yeah. from an outsider's perspective that it seems like it's one of those ships that is more aesthetic than actually based in their interactions. Or just like they're the last two left so you have to put them together. There's a part in the manga where Ray basically, like, tells a guy who's trying to hit on her that we don't need men and, like, standing very, very closely to to Minako in a way that's, like, very clearly supposed to imply that they're together. Like, she says that in order to, like, make this guy, like, guy leave her alone. So a lot of people have latched onto that as, as evidence and stuff. I don't have any, like, opposition to it, personally. I just don't. I don't really see it. I like other ships. I don't have super strong feelings. It feels a little like pair the sparesy to me. So yeah. It's like they don't need to be dating. They can just be friends. <laughs> and- yeah. Ellie, do you have a fave from the inner five? Probably Usagi. But I yeah. also really like, I like all of them. Ami is a character that I would have, if I had watched this series when I was a little kid, Ami would 100% have been my number one fave. I really liked, yeah. I always really liked like the nerdy one when I was mm-hmm, a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, Lettuce was my favorite in Tokyo Mew Mew, <laughs> and she's definitely the Ami of that lettuce. series. She also has glasses, which I love. <laughs> I never watched Tokyo Mew Mew. I don't know anything about it. One of my friends recently messaged our group chat and was like, um, if you were in Tokyo Mew Mew, what would your endangered animal be? And I was like, they're assigned to endangered animals. And they were like, yeah. I was like, yeah. but isn't there a girl who's lettuce? I thought she was assigned to oh. lettuce. <laughs> no, they're named after food, but they have the powers of endangered species that were like injected mm-hmm. into them so they can protect the earth. Yeah. Which is... Uh, I am so invested in that as a concept. I just did not know it was the concept. I thought that they were just assigned to random aspects. So I thought that hers was lettuce. Lettuce is a young Yangtze river dolphin. So those pink dolphins. Yes. And she yeah, has like a mermaid really form where she gets a dolphin tail along with her regular magical girl form. I want to read this so bad. You can watch the new anime because there's a new anime version coming out like right now. Like the first two episodes yeah. is there. Oh shit! Okay, well I gotta I gotta watch that then. It's called Tokyo Mew Mew New, which I think they just should have called it Tokyo New Mew. <laughs> oh I my agree god, with you. that would have been so good. <laughs> anyway, I as a kid I loved Jupiter, but also I loved Jupiter very abstractly because she was tall and had brown hair and a ponytail, so she looked like me Aww. as a kid. 
rewatching it like when I was in late high school, I was like, holy crap, like she's the sporty one. Actually, I do not care that much. Um, and then I really latched on to Sailor Venus just because I like her personality. I like the characters that are a little bit brash um, yeah. and outgoing. I like. I think it's fun that she like is an actress. Oh my god! Totally. Yeah, Mina's Mina's a lot of fun. Her pure heart crystal episode is so funny because all of the other characters have had their pure hearts stolen like earlier on in the season, and she feels really bad because she's like, "Is my heart not pure enough to steal?" She gets the idea from Haruka to start donating blood and to show how (laughs) pure she is. And so she's just going around being like, I have blood, give me, I'll give you my blood. I love that episode. Um, it's so funny. Similarly to Ellie, I I really liked Sailor Mercury as a kid, um, but only like aesthetically. I liked her because she had uh, short hair and watching her now, I thought she was actually a little bit, she's kind of boring. Um, and I really liked Minako, Sailor Venus. Sailor yeah. Mercury is fun because she's the smart one, right? So she brings yeah. she brings something to the table that the other girls don't, for sure. But yeah. just not my personal fave. I, I've grown into liking the archetype of the characters that are outgoing and brash and, like, a little bit rude. So mm-hmm. I also do yeah. like Ray a lot as, like, the serious straight man, kind of. I, yeah, I enjoy yeah. her, too. Yeah, it's funny because um, manga Ray is a lot more, like, cool and cl- and straight man-ish and sort of closed off and mysterious. Uh, whereas anime Ray is a little more like punched up and uh, girly. And um, in the first two seasons, at least, she's like very mean to Usagi. Like her and Usagi have a very sort of rivalry-ish, arguing, bickering relationship, which has toned down quite a bit by this point that they've been friends for so long and is now more of a jokey thing. But yeah, I'm um, excited that's, like, to see It's pretty that. different. It's actually, because of that relationship, it's surprising that I don't see more, like, shipping art of them. Yeah, I think yeah. Usagi Ray is, like, a pretty good ship. I, I, I like yeah. it. <laughs> Why do we only have to think about Usagi as defined by her relationship with Tuxedo Mask, who is, like, a college student dating a middle schooler? Please? <laughs> oh <my God>. Hello? <laughs> Yeah, should we talk about the age difference thing? This is yeah. something that bothers me so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it bothers everyone. I feel like I recently have heard people go, why is no one talking about the age difference in Sailor Moon? Everyone is talking about it. Everyone yeah. hates it. It's bad. Nobody likes it. <laughs> why is nobody talking about this? It's like, what is there to say? Because <laughs> it's yeah. the thing is that their romance is like an integral part of like the foundation of the series. So Mm -hmm. at a certain point, you have to just turn off your brain and, like, put that in a box and, like, pretend that that's not an issue or else you're going to be questioning, like, so much of the series and you have to kind of meet the anime on its own terms, if you know what I mean. Yep. Mm -hmm. In the, for the record, in the manga, he's, like, two years older than her, which, and is a high school student, which is fine. That's, that's, like, And then they just made him older. (laughs) He's 18, for the record. He's a first year college student. So it's yeah slightly better. still the and, and I guess she's she's in middle school but it's Japanese middle school so she's fourteen but that that obviously yeah. doesn't really yeah. make it any better it, yeah it would be like a ninth grader dating a college freshman which is very suspicious <laughs> it's definitely yeah, it's different just... when it's like a ninth grader dating an eleventh grader mm-hmm. yeah I think what's wild too is that their their child from the future comes and visits them so it's like. 
oh, it's like, okay, this is my, this is my husband now forever, or apparently I'm gonna fuck up the timeline or something. That, like, I know it's, Mm -hmm. it's meant to be escapist and fun, and I'm sure there's a lot of, like, 14-year-olds who, like, want to have, like, a little sister or, like, a younger sibling to play with, so this is, like, a fun moment for those people to imagine with but it just is like kind of sinister as an adult watching this yeah yeah well they're destined to be together because they were they were together in their past life so like usagi's full on board though so yeah Yeah. she is Mm -hmm. though mamaru didn't remember her birthday i was so mad (laughs) but it's because she never told him but who doesn't ask when your birthday is? <laughs> I, I that episode's really funny. Also, that episode drove me crazy because what she wants for her birthday is a glass slipper, like Cinderella. Yeah. And I just spent the whole time being like, "Is that real? Like that's not a thing, right?" <laughs> Which it's definitely not. Yeah, but then they are. It gets turned into yeah, exactly a, a in the diamond. show they are. I do like too that the. Oh one slipper is turned into the diamond and then the other slipper is turned into a weapon. So both of her shoes get destroyed. Yeah. R.I.P. the shoes. <laughs> Rip. I think you're not alone, Erin, in objecting to like the Usagi and Mamoru relationship. I think there's a lot of people in fandom who like outright dislike him, like dislike Tuxedo Mask and dislike their relationship and just kind of wish he wasn't there and stuff. But on my unpopular opinion is that I, I really like Tuxedo Mask. Like, I really like Mamoru. He's one of my favorites, actually. If I had to, like, do a character ranking, he's, like, very near my, my top list. Oh, no. Um, yeah. I think he's a fun character. I also yeah. do not particularly enjoy... So I rewatched the first episode of the first season. I have not gone back to watch more than that. But, like... They get off on such a bad foot to start. Oh my god. Like, they absolutely hate one another in the first season. So it is kind of interesting to get that arc of them coming to like one another. But at the same time, it is kind of like, ugh, you guys, like, hated one another. And now you're, like, destined to have a kid together. Like, that just feels a little bit stifling. But I I, I say that also as somebody who likes Tuxedo Mask as well. Like, I respect the nuance. I do enjoy him as a character. I think he adds something to the series. Um, I mean, they are fully, like, together and in love before the future kid shows up from the future. So that does make it better. It's not like Luna and Artemis, where their kitten daughter shows up along with side Tuxedo Mask, and Uh, Luna's like, me and him? Uh." (laughs) (laughs) For me, I came into this season, like, completely ready to hate Tuxedo Mask, because I had, again, only watched, like, part of the first season and and didn't really know that much about him. But I liked him. Uh, He was, like, a nice supportive character, and he's a really good dad character to Chibi Usa. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah and he like he like there's that meme of like tuxedo mask being like i'll be going now and and sailor moon's <laughs> like you didn't do anything and then he just walks away but he does he does shit he does yeah he he is kind of infamously memed on for being useless and just saying now sailor moon hit the monster <laughs> which is <laughs> there's some truth to that i think that my mamaru fondness is colored by the fact that the manga was my first introduction to the series. I I would say that both he and their romance are, like, better in the manga. They don't spend as much of the time on the, like, argumentative stuff. 
he's cool. He he sword fights and also he has some kind of magic powers. He like throws a bunch of roses and then this like shockwave appears. So I was I was about it. It's unclear the extent to which anime tuxedo mask has magic powers or if he's just really good at throwing roses i think (laughs) yeah (laughs) i guess that's one thing about this series that i i didn't really expect that i kind of liked is that they move the goalpost a lot (laughs) where it's like okay first we need these talismans and then once we get the talismans we'll summon the holy grail and then we will be able to use the silence to take over the world. And then it was from that to, okay, now the Holy Grail has appeared, but we need this Messiah of Silence in order to to do anything with the Holy Grail. And I was like, okay, well, actually, we need to awaken her first. And then I was like, well, actually, she can have the Holy Grail, but then she's going to use it to summon the guy who's actually going to take over the world. It kind of reminded me of like playing with a little kid and how they'll be like, okay, we're going to do this now, but oh no, this is happening. And I don't know. It was, it was really fun. (laughs) I liked that aspect a lot more than I thought I would. Should we talk about Uranus and Neptune as characters a little bit more? Oh yeah. Yeah. They're really cool because, (laughs) (laughs) because of that time when I was just thinking about that scene where um, Michiru can play violin while also juggling a lemon (laughs) oh my god yes yeah she's like michiru is fun because her whole thing is that she's like the most talented girl who's ever lived it's like she's she's like a classical violinist who's like world renowned she also is like a painter who paints beautiful art yes and um i loved her art her art was like a whale floating through space. It looked like it should be like on a van, airbrushed on a van. It was great. Oh, yeah. Yes. That episode is particularly good because Usagi is like, she gets so jealous. She's like, oh my God, I'm so stupid and I don't know how to do anything. Um, how could I ever compete with this girl <laughs> who has it all? She's like, I understand why Sailor Uranus is in love with her. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and Mamoru is also like super talented. So Usagi's like, I have to learn theoretical physics. <laughs> oh, I know. I so think cute. I think that um, Uranus and Usagi are kind of fun foils because um, Usagi, her whole thing is that she is clumsy. You know, she is not the most intuitive, not great at planning, not necessarily great at understanding how to navigate a fight. Um, honestly, Uranus is kind of also like that. Like, there are moments where Uranus is really smart, and then there are moments where Uranus is like, oh, an arrow trap walks right into it. Like, oh my god. <laughs> after noticing it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, Uranus is also kind of like a thembo, like... Despite also having moments where it's like, yeah, I'm a race car driver, and I'm so cool. I love the scene where she's like, Oh yeah, I'm technically not old enough to have a driver's license. Oh yeah, that was so good. <laughs> but I yes. can because I got it in America or something. I think she said she got her license abroad. <laughs> yeah, I I just figured she was lying. Yeah. yeah. She's just driving illegally. Again, I have unpopular opinion like fandom opinions. I'm not the hugest fan of Neptune and Uranus's characters. I think they're really fun like aesthetically and a lot of the sort of stuff about them but I want to know more about them as people that we just like never get and that kind of frustrates me 
Because I feel like I don't have a grasp on, like, their personal backstories, and I kind of don't really have a good, like, mental grasp on their relationship. Like, I could never tell, and maybe you guys have a thought on this, I could never tell in this if they're, like, actively, like, we are girlfriends, or if it's more like we're in love, but we shouldn't be together because of our mission. So they just, like, simmer in, like, being in a relationship, but not really. Yeah. Like, I kind of got that vibe, but I really couldn't tell which one it was. And we don't know anything about their, like, home life, other than that they're just, like, super rich. Yes. (laughs) And I wanted more. (laughs) Early on, Usagi, it, like, has an interaction with Uranus where she's like, are you and, uh, Uh, Neptune dating this is like before they know that before Usagi knows that they are sailor scouts even and Uranus is like I she's the most important person to me like she is like my lover and I love her so much Um, and then later she asks the same question of Neptune and Neptune is like oh yeah no we're not dating (laughs) Um, which is it's very odd and a discrepancy I feel like it's one of those things where like they are but they aren't yeah. Which is also not uncommon to lesbians. Yeah, kind of lesbian <laughs> Who are best friends, but also kind of dating, yeah. I think it would have helped a lot if there was an episode that had, like, a flashback of how they met and how they, like, yes. learned that they were Sailor Scouts. Agreed. There yeah. is kind of a little bit of that in Haruka's backstory. They, yeah. they show how they first meet. Which episode is that? Um, It was the... Haruka's sad backstory one. (laughs) Is that the one with the foreign, like, runner? Maybe. I can't remember now. I watched a lot of this while doing something else, so... (laughs) Um, (laughs) okay. It's very possible that there are episodes that I just spaced the hell out on. (laughs) I mean, and I didn't watch the whole series. I I watched... I skipped a lot of the filler episodes, so I'm also probably missing some information, Mm -hmm. but... They do show uh, Michiru and Haruka meeting for the first time. Michiru approaches Haruka after a race. And yes. Haruka's yeah. already been getting these visions of the silence and being Sailor Uranus. And kind of doesn't want to do that because it's going to mean that she then can't fulfill her dream of running and also being a race car driver. And Michiru is interested in Haruka, but... Uh, has already accepted her fate as Sailor Neptune and doesn't want the same for Haruka, even though she like wishes they could be together as Sailor Scouts. She's like, if you accept your fate, you're going to end up like me and have to give up on your dreams. And in the end, yeah. Haruka decides to become Sailor Rainus and to be so, with Michiru specifically. Yeah. Okay. So I... I really liked that episode, but that is kind of the most you get on their relationship. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking me around to it. (laughs) I have read online that their voice actresses were given the direction of play these characters like they're an old married couple. So that was also kind of the vibe I got of like, once they decided to be Sailor Neptune and Sailor Uranus, that there was some kind of like past with them in their past life that like then interjected into their current life is like their their relationship if yeah. that makes sense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I got that vibe too, that the ancient era Neptune and Uranus that they're reincarnated from were a couple as well. Oh, okay, yeah. They definitely do have those like old married couple vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people that I know who really liked Sailor Moon as a kid, and I should spe- I should specify sapphic people that I know, said that Uranus and Neptune were like their first exposure of like, oh, women can like be in love and be yeah. together. And that's not something that's like weird. And also that like awesome. masculine women, they can be cool and people can, you know, actually have crushes on them and be interested in them, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's mm-hmm. really cool. So I think that this is just like decent, if not good, exposure of lesbian identities to youth in a way that is not like sexualized, but just normalizing and, oh, and yeah. making everything feel yeah. like it's just like acceptable, normal, and okay. Yeah, I really appreciate that about them. It is kind of funny to think about how the censors were so afraid of these women who there's nothing like really explicit even about them being like in a relationship or being that interested in each other but they felt so threatened by like even the hint at it that they then censored them to be cousins which then just made it weird and also still gay yeah it it comes off as really incestuous e i i can't imagine like (laughs) censoring out the majority of their interactions they never kiss but and there's that scene where they're like, it's like they're, I don't have another way to describe it. Then it's like their hands are making out. <laughs> like, it's like oh, yeah, they, very, sec- very lovingly, like caressing each other's hands in a way that is a lot more that I would say is like this scene is to like normal holding hands as like making out is to a chase peck on the lips. Like, it, I was like, what yeah. is happening? <laughs> yeah. That's, that was wild. Yeah, that happens in the episode before it's revealed that Haruka and Michiru are the ones who have this talisman sealed inside their pure hearts. Mm-hmm. And that episode's also pretty gay because up until that point, uh, Haruka and Michiru have been like, we'll do whatever it takes to take the talismans. Even if one of us has to die, it doesn't matter. We gotta, we gotta get the talismans and we gotta keep them away from the silence. Then when uh, they are confronted by the death buster who takes their their pure heart crystals then they're like oh no i don't want you to die though (laughs) yeah it's it's pretty cute yeah Yeah. do you guys know what happens with the two of them in uh stars and if not do you want to know because i i do yeah i want to know the baby hotaru there's a whole season where hotaru like doesn't reappear but after she's so she's reincarnated into a baby and is like raised again by her dad. But then her dad kind of like hands her over to basically be adopted by Neptune and Uranus and also Pluto, who just like all live in a house Whoa. together and raise baby Whoa. Hotaru as a family. Oh my god. And baby Hotaru calls um Haruka and Michiru uh papa and mama, which is cute. Oh my god. <laughs> That's so cute. And Haruka leans into being the papa. Oh, I love this. Uh, I guess actually, speaking of uh, Sailor Saturn, her and Chibi Usa, they're like, it's like a little gay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it's like I um, very, very, very close, f- intimate friendship, right? Like the two of them yeah. are like best friends. I think it's pretty coded, especially because yeah. in that first episode, and that episode where she's like, I want to give Hotaru a present or I made a new friend. And Usagi is like, is it a boy? And like all the other scouts yeah. kind of assume that 
it's a boy, which I think is fair on their part because the whole, there's this whole arc of Chibusa trying to make friends and she's tried to make friends with like three other like cute boys like her age before. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she ends up with Hotaru settling on like this like very strong friendship with Hotaru. Yeah, I think the only mm-hmm. thing that makes it like not as romantic is just how young Chibiusa is. But other than, but I can, oh, it, yeah. it definitely comes off as like a baby crush because yeah. Chibiusa is yeah, like six, a- so... With all the Sailor Scouts, there's just, like, a lot of blushing with one another. <laughs> Especially, like, if Haruka's around or, like, with Chibiusa and Hotaru, it seems... It's cute. Yeah. I love Hotaru, by the way. I'm obsessed with Me her. Me too. <laughs> yeah, she's oh so God. cute. She's so... so cute. She's for, like, angsty emo teens. Of a ca- yes. like, that kind of a character. I love she that. She has a fucking sick-ass, like, scythe weapon... I don't even know how to describe it. The silence Spear. glaive. Yes, the glade. <laughs> oh my god, it's so cool. Does she get to be a person again, or is she just a baby for the rest of the series? If I remember correctly, she's not in Supers, and then she's in S as a child who's around Chibiusa's age. Because she, like, ages rapidly. Oh, okay. Oh, oh interesting. Okay. Or in Stars, rather. I said in S, but I meant Stars. But she doesn't do a whole lot, but she's she's there. Like, she's part of the Outer Scouts. I like Pluto, too. She's pretty cool. Yeah, Pluto is cool as, like, the older scout because she is, she's, like, a college student, correct? Well, so technically Pluto is, like, thousands of years old, but she's masquerading as a college student, yes. (laughs) Because she has time, time abilities, yes. She's the only one who wasn't reincarnated from the past. So Setsuna Meo that we see in the anime is, like, the the ancient sailor Pluto who was set up to guard that time corridor. So she's just been guarding this like time door for thousands of years until in the future in Chibiusa times when she like comes out of that and then goes back to the past. <laughs> the time travel in the series is confusing sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, she's, and she's supposed to be like college age. It's really weird that Michiru and Haruka aren't also college age like supposedly they're 16 but they're so adult they're basically just treated as adults <laughs> yeah i feel i mean i feel like the main five as well come across as being older than middle school students in a yeah. lot of ways so yeah yeah i, I think I it's probably just an attempt to make them seem very cool you know and very put yeah. together um because in a lot of instances, it's like they're making a lot of inferences and realizations and understandings that I'm like, a 14-year-old probably wouldn't be able to get this far. But in this fantasy 14-year-old world, you know, <laughs> they can do what they do to fight these daimons. Which, by the way, uh, maybe this is a good opportunity for us to transition into talking about the daimons. Because, Aaron, I know you want to talk about them. Yeah, I love them. <laughs> I was a really big fan of the Power Rangers as a kid. I used to watch that on TV a lot. Yeah. And so, like, having these Daimons show up and have them being so fun and each one is based on, like, an item, it was so good. It was about it. Yeah, well, Sailor Moon was the concept, whole concept of this series is very much inspired by Power Rangers or rather by Super Sentai, the mm-hmm. Japanese thing that Power Rangers was based from. Because, like, yeah. this was the first, like, magical girl show to have a whole team of magical girls. Ooh. So it was kind of like a combination of, like, magical girls with the tokusatsu, like, Super Sentai team fighting a monster of the week 
setup. Mm-hmm. I I agree with you 100%. I, I'm a Power Rangers fan, not like an obsessive one, but I've watched like quite a lot of Power Rangers. And the villains are always like my favorite part. And I feel almost the same way about Sailor Moon, where I just, I love every like monster of the week and like mini boss villain. <laughs> They're all so good. Mm-hmm. They're so yeah, fun. It's- it's always so fun to see the different designs. One of my favorites this season was so they all of their daimon. At, at least this is true for me. Met one of the witches who is probably the most prominent of the witches. I really enjoyed me met. I thought she was so fun. Her character design so cute. She's a little orange yeah. bob. She's like the oh ho 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 character in this uh, season, very inspired by early retro shoujo manga. She's often featured reading retro shoujo manga. She's very cute. But all of her daimon, they, all of their names start with ooh, and all of them are like kind of puns. So there's one that's western that is western <laughs> themed, like cowboy themed, and she wears a sombrero and she rides on a pogo stick horse. And she has a gun that, like, shoots paintballs. <laughs> and it's just, like, she's very silly character design. All it's of really them are good. fun. Yeah. She's incredible. I really liked um, steering the diamond that was made from, like, a car engine. Because she's a yes. sexy car lady. And yes. when you tell somebody that there's, like, a sexy car lady, it's, like, she goes, like, down on her back and has wheels yeah. and, like, drives around on her back. And the dashboard of the car is, like, a boob window on her chest yeah. that <laughs> her attack comes out of. And it's so funny. And it's amazing. The diamonds are really funny. I also like the one that's a, a vacuum cleaner elephant. Yes. Oh, yeah. I didn't watch that episode, but she's cute. <laughs> I saw her. That episode is insane that's the episode where like taking your pure heart taken out makes you want to kiss everybody so this minor character gets turned into like a kiss fiend who's trying to like mack on everyone in that room <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that's the first kiss oh i, I think did. that that's that was the first kiss episode yeah was that, I, was that okay i watched yes yeah the first kiss is with adam and eve yes my yeah. first kiss was with bread then that scene wasn't yeah. as gay. I can't believe they made it more gay by having them be that having uh, Sailor Uranus and Sailor Neptune be cousins. Yeah, because they go so hard on their cousins. You guys, so let me just constantly remind you that we're co- that they're cousins. That it just like is very obvious that they're covering up for something. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like having to add in the line, like, "Look at them, they're girls and cousins too." Like we have yeah. to reaffirm that they are girls first of all because. <laughs> Uranus does not look like one and then we also have to reaffirm that they're cousins when in um that scene actually it's just like wow look at them they look so great they're so cool yeah. it's like they're girls and cousins too. Oh, <laughs> oh my god i can't remember the exact line but from that like compilation video there's also like haruka already has a best friend it's her cousin <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny <laughs> i forgot about that yeah oh my god for uh, my favorite daimon to get back on subject is the uh, U Pasukan, the personal computer one, who her boobies are a monitor. <laughs> yes. Uh, we're She's also talking cute. about the the scarf diamond. Uh, yes. The scarf who, one is. I love her. Her name is Scar, I think. Scar, yeah. Oh my god. And she, like, 
she's wearing like a big poncho and then she has a mask on but then she her mask gets taken off and she's like a cute girl underneath all of the villains are cute Um, girls yeah Yeah. sailor moon is a world in which like everything is run by cute girls like up to the whole workings of the entire universe and then there's like some guys occasionally (laughs) i believe that all of the villains of the week um, I, I'm trying to remember if there are male monsters of the week in the other series, in like the other seasons, because it's not always diamonds. There's like different ones every season. There's like, yeah, I think it's like in um, the original, it's Yoma. Some of them are, are male, I think, but all the diamonds are female. Yeah, for the diamonds. Well, sometimes they get their boobies out. <laughs> They do. Not to be. Um, not I to was be telling pressed. y'all earlier about Uiku Saman, who is like the queen of games, and she wears a like a Playboy bunny suit. Yeah. Wow. I should have watched that episode because it sounds like it was really Yu-Gi-Oh like. <laughs> yeah, it was good. The first like series of Daimons, they have these black heart tattoos somewhere on their bodies, which is what they use to like shoot a laser beam at you in order to steal your pure heart. Later on for Mamet, all of her pure heart targets are boys that she has crushes on. And so for her diamonds, they just literally like suck the pure heart out of you by giving you a kiss. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my other favorite diamond is Doorknobder, who is the doorknob yes! one. And because oh Yuzial summons her and is like, attack. And Doorknobder is like, I don't want to attack. I'm not any good at fighting. I'm just really good at opening doors. I know. (laughs) She she doesn't want to fight. She just wants to open doors. I love that. A lot of Uriel's uh, diamonds are like, I'm not good at fighting. I don't want to fight, which is really funny. (laughs) Yes. um, Mimet actually has one that has that. I don't know if you guys watch the episode um, where Mimet participates in a pageant to try to become an idol. Yeah, I I did. She summons a diamond... That is called Utahime, which is a pun. Um, Uta means to sing. Hime means princess. So the singing princess. Uh, but she summons her and her power is supposedly that she can sing a song that will like injure or kill everyone. But she forgets all the lyrics to it. And she's just like, oops, I forgot. And <laughs> so it's just like, all right, well, this is completely ineffective. Like she actually has no powers after all because she couldn't remember how to use them. Oh just funny. That. Yeah, that episode is fun because it's Mimet and um, Minako are competing in the same become an idol competition thing. So they meet and they, they bond uh, in their civilian form. And then Mina finds out, Minako finds out that like her, her new buddy was actually um, Mimet in disguise. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, that's a really cute episode. That's another one that I would recommend, the filler episodes. There's there's very few episodes of this that I, like, wouldn't recommend. I don't know. Yeah, agreed. I quite liked um one of the, probably the most filler one is, like, the one where, I don't know if you watched, the one where uh, the daimon is rose-themed and the victim is, like, this botanist that Mamaru knows. Yes. And they just go to a greenhouse. But that one's also really funny because... That Daimon does, like, a rose throw attack, just like Tuxedo Mask. And then he, Tuxedo Mask shows up and is like, how dare you steal my thing? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's like, you would disrespect flowers like this. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one, too. 
goodness, I, I almost forgot about uh, two Die Heart, the diamond who's based on that like big heart lamp. She's incredible. Love her. Yeah, all the villains are so good. Love them. Except maybe Professor Tomoe is kind of nothing. <laughs> yeah, he's just like yeah. an evil professor. It's fine. I don't I kind of like his like H.H. Holmes mansion. <laughs> I like his it, aesthetic. I like his yeah. um, one one glasses lens has um this sort of dark sim- summoning circle symbol on it. Yeah, what is up yeah. with that? It's because it was there was a diamond inside of it that was possessing him. Yeah, it's it's an eye. Yeah. Yeah, because it turns out that he's actually a daimon called Germatoid. Yeah. Germa? <laughs> Ger- Germa! I want to disclaim what I said earlier, because I feel like I was too harsh on Uranus and Neptune and clarify that, like, I do really like them as characters. Because I like them, I want more. Yeah. It's mm, it's a dig at fair. the anime writing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give us more content. They're fun. If you're interested, this is about the Chibiusa and Hotaru shipping. Which is that Hotaru, she turns into Mistress Nine, right? So she's the, she has this secret evil form. And in, in the R season, Chibiusa also has like a secret adult evil form, which is a wicked lady. And um, I've seen people ship like their villain forms together. So I'm really into the like Mistress Nine and Wicked Lady thing. I think that's really fun. Oh my god, yes, I forgot all about Wicked Lady. Wicked Lady's so cool. Oh my god, I love that she's Wicked Lady because that's uh, Chibi Usa is called Small Lady by her parents and also Sailor Pluto. Yes, I forgot that they call her Small Lady all the time. I thought that was very funny. Like in the Japanese version, in English, they call her Small Small Lady. Yeah, Small Small Lady. (laughs) Yeah, I think that this is the most popular and most well-known magical girl anime for a reason. Um, honestly, I think that up until now, I thought that Sailor Moon was pretty overhyped. Like, I haven't seen a whole lot of Sailor Moon, but I have watched a lot of other magical girl anime. And part of the reason why I never really wanted to get too into Sailor Moon was that I was kind of like, eh, like, I feel like there's a lot of stuff out there that's better, blah, blah, blah. But because there's other stuff out there that is, like, better, that doesn't mean that this isn't still really good, because it is, you know? Yeah. I definitely don't think it's overhyped. I think it's worth the hype. I think it's very good. It's iconic for a reason. It caught me off guard several times where it made me laugh out loud. Like, some of the gags are really cute and funny. Yeah. Oh, I have another couple, like, two quick things I just thought of that I think we should mention. One is that most of this season was, uh, like, he had been a director in the anime uh, adaptation before, but this is where he kind of got like creative, more creative control. So most, a lot of the season was directed by, oh my god, <laughs> the guy who did Utna. <laughs> oh, yeah, Kuniko Ikuhara. Yeah, I forgot that he did this season. Yes, Wait, really? I completely forgot about that. We talked yeah. about this when we did our Utna episode, what? and I was like, "That's why Sailor Uranus and Mercury are like so gay in that season." Yeah. Um. That and so. Yeah, I I think there's some stuff there that, like, some imagery stuff that you can pick up on. Also, I couldn't help but think of Utena um, in the episode where uh, Yujiel, um is killed because Mimet filled her Yes, which snails. was also, I thought about Anthe in that, that moment. Yes. Oh my god, oh thank my you god. so much. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so there's a fun connection there. Yeah. Oh my god. Also, I don't know if y'all heard about the Ikuhara news recently, um, so Kunihiko Ikuhara 
uh, announced that they were changing their name to Bonsoir Ikuhara. And everyone, and then also made a tweet about it that was like, I may lose a lot of fans for this. I just have to be true to myself and who I am as a person. Uh, In Japanese, this is paraphrased from the translation. Uh, And everyone was like, holy shit, Ikuhara is finally coming out as transgender. (laughs) Because Ikuhara had a long, long history of cosplaying as Sailor Mars at conventions. And everyone was like, we are convinced that this is a transgender woman who has been creating Utena and Sailor Mars. Sailor Moon. Because uh, Ikuhara also does a lot of queerness in other anime, including Yurikuma Arashi, which is about lesbian alien bears, and the Kappa anime that I'm forgetting the name and of. And Sarazan Mai, which, which is about has some gay, gay boys. Um, oh, yeah. Super quick yes. recommendation. I actually, I freaking love Sarazan Mai. I think that's an amazing series. Go check it out if you want. A short, weird anime. It's a really good series. I like it too. But... So everyone everyone was like, finally, Ikuhara is coming out. Uh, come to find out, Ikuhara was just creating a band with Bonjour Suzuki, who was the musician who did the intro theme for Yurikuma. Uh, very breathy, whispery vocalist. She's really good. I really like her music. Um, but he's just making a band with her, and he w- wanted their names to match. So... <laughs> So she's Bonjour Suzuki, and now Ikuhara is Bonsoir Ikuhara. So that's the reason for the name change. That's so funny and weird. I know. I know. That's incredible. I know. I also think it's incredible. It is very strange. Maybe we'll get other news that is contrary to this. Um, and this this podcast episode will age really horribly. But that was where we were standing as of the summer of 2022. On I looked this up. I see an Anime News Network article called Ikuhara Apologizes for Timing and Phrasing of New Name Announcement that was essentially, like, him apologizing for, like, making people think that he was, like, that it was a coming out thing. Because, uh-huh. yeah, he said, we made the announcement on March 31st because it was the day that the press release was issued. There was no other meaning behind it. However, I later learned that the timing of my tweet lacked consideration. Oh, it's because it was on Transgender Visibility Day. Oh and my that, god! He said that the I forgot about was, that. Like, oh. From the lyrics of the song, and he said like um, I didn't mean to cause like misunderstanding, wow. and I apologize. So. Well, I hope that that also wasn't just said retroactively to cover tracks in a negative press. You know. Hmm. Interesting. It's, it's so funny, though, that he had to clarify, because that's just like that guy from Supernatural <laughs> who had to clarify that he was not bisexual. He was straight. He oh, my God. Straight. I forgot about that. What's his fucking name? Oh. Misha Collins. If that's the only time anyone's Collins, compared yeah. Kunihiko Ikuhara to Misha Collins, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but they both happen in like the same month, I feel like. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it was in the air. Yeah, Misha okay. Collins was like, yeah, I'm bisexual or whatever, and then was like, wait a minute, no, I'm not. <laughs> I think what, what happened is, is somebody said that like they were bi. And he accidentally said, like, yeah, same, because he, like, didn't hear them correctly. (laughs) I think uh, the the story that I heard is that he was, he was like, who uses their left hand? Who uses their right hand? Who's bisexual? I'm all three or something. I I don't remember. Yes. (laughs) It was 
that it, it was, was like he meant like to that. say ambidextrous. I don't know. I, there's a lot of there's a lot of like weird rumors. <laughs> that is the funniest slip. You mean to say ambidextrous? But you okay, I found the quote. It's, it's, how many of you consider yourself introverts? How many extroverts? Oh. And how many bisexuals? He then joked, "I'm all three. And then, yeah, I don't understand. Like, what's the attempt of the joke there? <laughs> I don't know. My clumsy intention was to wave off actually discussing my sexuality. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't. That's not don't a know. joke, sir. I, he, <laughs> Misha Collins has foot in mouth disease and says shit. And <laughs> I know fans of him. Uh, who just are like, yeah, this is just who he is. He says shit all the time and is just like, oopsie-daisy. The other thing that I wanted to mention about Sailor Moon was we didn't talk at all about um, Sailor Moon Crystal, the more recent anime adaptation. Yes. And I thought I should just, like, bring up that it exists, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. I tried to watch um, the first season of it, and I was, like, very much not... The animation, I just really didn't like the animation style. And yeah, um, it's it's supposed to be, it was created as like a very direct adaptation of the manga, like storyline wise. But the I just don't vibe with the animation and the pacing. Um, but I have heard that the more recent seasons, like the one that adapts this part of the manga, like an anime, is better like that people like it better but i haven't gotten around to to watching it yet so i would say yeah. original anime and manga over crystal cuz since crystal is just an adaptation of the manga like you might as well just read the manga if it's not very good to look at <laughs> it does have a great yeah. opening though i've heard with the more recent ser- uh season of crystal that the like some of the transformation scenes that were in 3d animation have been adapted to be 2d animation and that they look a lot nicer yeah i think the problem with the looks of crystal was that they tried too hard to adapt like the like everybody is super tall and super long leggy like and you know style of the manga but like now kotakauchi's like art style just didn't doesn't translate very well to animation like that like yeah They just ended up looking kind of, like, freaky. (laughs) Aw, dang. (laughs) Yeah. I saw some screenshots of Uranus and Neptune while I was Googling around about the series. I can't remember what I was doing, but I saw some screenshots. And they looked very strange uh, in all of the screenshots that I saw. But it's also just, like, Mm. it's just different from the original animation. I feel like the original animation looks so good that it's, like, just weird to see them in the updated modern anime style. I also don't watch modern anime ever. Like, uh, we watched Other Side Picnic recently. That was the newest thing I've seen in years. Mm. Um, Other than that, I feel like I never watch anything that was made after, like, 2005. Same, to be honest. I don't watch a lot of modern stuff. Okay, should we wrap up? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I would recommend Sailor Moon. I think it's good. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it's funny. Too. It's like, I feel like there's just so much to talk about. Like, we tried to cover such an expansive 
thing that I'm just like, but there's so many other things I could say, but we, we do have to. Like, <laughs> I know, like, but we finish. have to wrap up at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, maybe we can come back to this, honestly. If you're ever feeling it, we could do another, we could do the star season. I would love oh, to cool. actually talk about that in depth. I could talk about my unpopular ship of, <laughs> of stars. Yeah, I would love that. We could just talk stars shipping for an hour. <laughs> just talk shipping. Yeah. Yeah, if we did Let's another go. Sailor Moon episode, I would definitely want to, like, look at some fic and some fan art and mm-hmm. honestly scroll, like, Tumblr and maybe even, like, dare I say live journal? <laughs> oh, drive-by. Ooh. Shout out to um the the live-action Sailor Moon adaptation, the, like, tokusatsu one. Yes. Is um the Ami and... uh. Usagi, so uh, Sailor Moon and Sailor Mercury, super gay <laughs> in that show specifically. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, real shit. Yeah, there have been so many live action adaptations as well. We couldn't even get into that. This franchise is just massive. Yeah. Ellie, do you want to share where people can find you? You can find my podcast that I do about Yu-Gi-Oh! is called Battle City Broads. And you can find that on Twitter at Battle City Broad uh, without the S. Um, because it was too long. Uh, so, you know, you can find my, my Twitter is uh, Batiseer, uh, B-A-T-I-C-E-E-R, two. So you have to put a two at the end. I used to be just Batiseer, but then I lost the password for that account. <laughs> and I want to try and get it back at some point, but for now it just, it languishes. So you can find me there on Twitter. Um, I post art sometimes. I've been drawing a bunch of Sailor Moon stuff while I was marathoning this, and I'm going to start posting it soon so you can check that out. And, uh, yeah, that's that's about it. So that's that's my username, like, everywhere that's relevant. So, yeah, you can find me there, and you can find my um, podcast everywhere that podcasting is found. <laughs> yes, thank you so much for joining us and for suggesting this again. I really had a blast. I had a great time. It was a good excuse for me to, like, actually watch most of this, because... I hadn't seen a lot of it. I had just like picked up on it. Yeah, I'm I'm so glad to have the opportunity to see this. Thank you so much for listening. If you feel like it, you should follow us on Twitter at GazeGaze, uh, where you can DM us your thoughts. Uh, you can also email us at Aaron at GazeGaze.com. If you're looking to get in touch with one of us specifically, I'm Aaron Wormmoon. And I'm Aaron Fishwife. And also, if you have a message for Ellie, I'll gladly pass it along. <laughs> uh, we're also on Tumblr and actively trying to get that updated soon because we have not used it in a few months. But we're at uh, gazegazepodcast.tumblr.com. And I would like to extend our thanks to Kate and Leslie of Neon and Nude for letting us use their songs Look in Love and You Pretty Thing for our intro and our outro music. You should go buy their album at neonandnude.bandcamp.com and you can also stream it on Spotify. Uh, we're continuing our anime and manga streak and uh, for our next episode we're doing the manga Loveless by Yoon Koga. Yes. <laughs> I that's it's oh my god. Good. I mean it's, it's good. bad, it, but it is it, it's good. It's bad but it's good. We will have a lot to talk about. I'm so excited. Um, I can't wait to listen to your loveless episode. It, it also has t- a lot of very nostalgic value for Aaron. Yeah, I this is a shout out uh if you participated in loveless roleplay at any point in your life, please email us at Aaron at gazegaze.com and tell us your true name 
and also your experiences. I would love to hear it. (laughs) And by true name, we do mean your loveless name. Yeah. (laughs) Is that... Uh, But... What else could I possibly mean? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Don't... Do not dox yourself (laughs) in an email to us. (laughs) But until then, I'm Erin. And I'm Erin. I have been Ellie. (laughs) And we're all gay. We're all gay. And that is all. Goodbye. Bye.